Canadian officials uh, recently confirmed that China is infiltrating and corrupting Canada's democratic institutions. This needs to be fixed. And that begins with establishing a registry of foreign agents. This is one suggestion that our next guest has made on this program and elsewhere for a considerable amount of time. Suddenly, time and the real world is catching up to Marcus Kolga and his suggestions. Always a pleasure to say good morning and welcome back to uh, Mr. Disinfo. Watch himself, Marcus Kolga, joining us from Toronto. Marcus, good morning. Good to have you back. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's always a pleasure, sir. And we learned uh, with a, a direct face-to-face, well, actually, she didn't look Trudeau in the eye. He looked past him, but dressed him down for leaking uh, the content of a brief discussion they had to the media. Uh, and uh, this all took place with the cameras rolling uh, a few days ago. Suddenly, the real world caught up to Justin Trudeau while all of the world was watching. It was an interesting, awkward moment, wasn't it? Well, it certainly was a bit of an awkward moment, and it demonstrates how the Chinese government, the the regime in Beijing, has over the past number of years undertaken efforts to undermine our democracy, to intimidate, you know, even at the grassroots level, uh, Chinese Canadians trying to silence them, trying to uh, using intimidation uh, to, to keep them quiet. And all of this has gone up through our entire democracy. You know, we've seen uh, in, in the past, in the last 2021 uh, federal election, how uh, Chinese state media uh, tried to interfere uh, in the electoral process, how a grassroots campaign was used there to try and uh, change the outcome in uh, various different um, ridings across Canada. And then we're seeing now that uh, President Xi is trying to use the same sort of intimidation um, to bully our prime minister into silence as well, to, uh, you know, try and silence him and, and um, you know, uh, push aside his, his criticism. So this is it's not surprising, but um, I think it's a really important wake-up moment for this government and certainly the prime minister to finally acknowledge um, these sorts of efforts by the Chinese government. And China's not alone. Let's not forget that Iran and, and certainly Russia do sure. engage in very similar uh, tactics, but it's a wake-up moment, and uh, in, now is the time, finally, to take action and to put a stop to this sort of intimidation and efforts by China to undermine our democracy. Yeah, you're quite right, Marcus. There are other bad actors that are, are at play here, too, but the uh, Iranian and Russian diaspora in Canada is nowhere near the size of the Chinese diaspora, and there's the advantage, if you will, for Beijing yeah. in terms of ability to reach into our population meaningfully. So remind us, please, Mr. Kolga, what the Registry of Foreign Agents might do to at least begin the process of identifying the these people who are in our midst trying to corrupt our democracy. Well, thank you for that question, Sterling. And as you mentioned in your intro, this is something that I have been calling for for quite some time, along with other uh, human rights and pro-democracy activists uh, here in Canada and elsewhere. Um, look, other countries, uh, the United States, uh, Australia, have both adopted uh, foreign influence and foreign agent registries. Um, this is a, it's a very simple sort of concept. It requires uh, anyone who is benefiting from advocacy for these sorts of these authoritarian regimes, be it China, be it Iran, Russia, anyone benefiting from the advocacy for those nations, this, this law would require them to register with the federal government, much like lobbyists do. Um, when, when lobbyists for uh, industry go to Ottawa, they need to register to let 
uh, the federal government know that they are going to Ottawa. They're going to be talking to members of parliament, their staff and and other officials Mm -hmm. so that there's a a, a degree of transparency in our democracy. And this is really uh, essential because uh, uh, transparency inspires trust in our government and democracy requires us to trust our government. So having a foreign agents registry is much like a lobbyist registry. You just have to give your name. If you're going, if you're acting on behalf of, say, the Chinese government or Huawei, um, you need to then register with this, this put, put your name into this registry to let them know that you're, you're, when you're in Ottawa, when you're meeting or when that person is meeting with uh, officials, that they are acting on behalf of that foreign government. And let's not forget that there are a lot of former uh, uh, Canadian elected officials, a lot of former diplomats and even academics um, who engage in this sort of activity. They, mm-hmm. they get some extra money on the side, um, but they don't necessarily, and they usually don't disclose uh, their affiliation with these authoritarian regimes. We need to do this immediately to start cleaning up our democracy and rebuilding the trust in it uh, and making sure that these sorts of individuals, these actors, these proxies, and what I call enablers, are not allowed to exploit our democracy for their own benefit and those that are the authoritarians are working for. Yeah, Marcus, perhaps I sound a little naive with this, but how uh, how can we be confident to any degree that a bad actor, a spy, an agent of a foreign government in our midst here to do harm is going to sign up with the registry? I'm here to do harm. I'm over here. <laughs> I mean, isn't that naive of us to assume that they're going to sign in? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a really good point. If you've got someone who's, again, a former uh, official who's taking some money on the side through, you know, cryptocurrency or something like that and acting on behalf of the Chinese government, yeah, I mean, they're going to try and, um, you know, hide that. Again, they're, the, the work that they're doing in their affiliation. But I think that that sort of the foreign registry, if we're going to enact this, you know, there have to be extremely stiff penalties. Um, for not registering, right, right, gotcha. and there needs to be enforcement of it. And so, um, you know, I think there's, it, there's the deterrence effect here. Are we going to catch every single one of these uh, morally corrupt uh, Canadian uh, former officials and, and uh, former diplomats and academics that uh, want to do this? No. But at least if the deterrence is there, um, it'll make those individuals, uh, you know, think twice uh, before acting and, and hopefully opt for the um, to be for the for, to be law abiding and, and register themselves with this registry. Yeah, Marcus, I wonder, uh, given the prime minister's awkward moment with the president of China, where he was basically pinned to the wall uh, yeah. and, and and dressed down, uh, all, all of a sudden, all well, I'm going to say all of Canada, most of Canada, who's been paying any attention to this, a lot of people are going. Well, it's about time because up until that confrontation moment, fortunately caught on film, Mr. Trudeau hasn't said word. One, about any of this, about foreign agents operating in our midst, in plain sight. And now we hear about these 11, quote unquote, police stations being operated in Canada uh, by yeah. the Chinese government out of Beijing. Uh, I mean, yeah. he hasn't said one blinking word about this, Marcus. Now he has to. It's time. Time is caught up with him, don't you think? Well, yeah, no, time has caught up with him. You're, you're right. And the, and the government, I mean. Look, I think that um, they were they were trying to whenever these sorts of issues came up, when people like myself were writing about them, they just sort of picked up the corner of the of the national rug, tried to sweep it underneath there and pretend it's not there. Right. Right. Um, they didn't want to offend the Chinese, and they don't. And it's the same is happening with uh, with Russia. They, you know, before before the war, they didn't want to offend Russia. They didn't want to you know 
Um, they, they believe that um, taking these sorts of, you know, uh, enacting a foreign agents registry or foreign influence registry would offend them. Um, and I think that those proxies, those enablers that we're working with, the Chinese government continue to work with the Chinese government and, and Russia um, tried to push that line as well, saying, look, we, we want to have a dialogue. And if we want to have a dialogue, we can't hold these people to account. We need to allow them to act with impunity. And I think that the, uh, the government uh, and, and the PMO were to a certain degree influenced by this. But um, clearly, I think that, that the, the prime minister now has acknowledged. I mean, the, the, some of the terminology he's used to describe this uh, Chinese uh, influence is, is a bit awkward. You know, the, the, calling it um, an, an aggressive game. Well, this isn't a game. No. This is an attack. This is an attack on our democracy. Um, and it's, the, the problem is that if we let it go um, unaddressed, it breaks down Canadians' trust in that democracy. And once that happens... We see the fabric of the, the, the sort of the cohesion, the cohesive fabric in our society. It starts tearing, tearing apart. Yeah. And um, and so this is not a game. It is a, an attack on us, our society, on our way of life, on our on our democracy. And um, and hopefully now uh, the, the prime minister will, will will see the the threat that this really is and recognize it and will give the uh, our law, our law enforcement agencies the resources they need to go after uh, those that are attacking our, our democracy, and that uh, there's funding to uh, to challenge this, to stand up against it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, turn back the clocks on the on the damage that's already been done. Yeah, Marcus. Uh, final question too. It's always a pleasure to have you aboard, sir. Uh, final question though, in terms of trust and uh, that sort of thing, how much pressure has been brought to bear on the government of Canada by our international partners, particularly the Americans, the Australians, to uh, develop a spine, get on side, and and smarten up on. China. I understand there to be a fair bit of pressure, and some of this is starting to seep in. Well, look, Sterling, you and I have talked about this for years already. Um, you know, the, um, with regards to AUKUS, the, uh, you know, Five Eyes, uh, there has been a lot of pressure. I think that uh, Canada has been seen as an outlier when it comes to uh, addressing these issues. Australia is light years ahead of us. Yep. They, they understood the, the threat years ago already. The U.S. has always understood the threat, to be quite frank, and and has uh, significant measures in place. And and you're right. I think that the our allies and uh, now our you know our European allies with regards to Russia as well um, are are sort of wondering you know where are you why where's Canada at why is it allowing why is it exposing itself to these risks um, and we can only hope that the government now recognizes that. I hope that the Australian government the United, and all of our allies uh, and all the governments of all of our allies are are going to be asking Canada those same questions and putting pressure on us to uh, to clean up our act. Um, you know, and hopefully now, like you said, this this uh, this interaction with uh, Xi uh, and the Prime Minister, hopefully that um, is this that will signal the start or at least um, motivate the Prime Minister to start acting now. It was a seminal moment. It felt like it. Don't know what it's going to lead to, Marcus, but it definitely felt like a turning point. Uh, Marcus yeah. Kolga, friends, senior fellow at the Macdonald Laurier Institute Centre for Advancing Canada's Interests Abroad and the founder of disinfowatch.org, a terrific website which I highly commend to your viewing. Marcus, always a pleasure. Thanks again for doing this. Look forward to our next opportunity already. Thanks for having me on, Sterling, and have a great weekend. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.